Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Good morning. Over the last few days, we've again seen a large number of trucks being attacked and set alight. When we started the show this morning, the total I had was 16. I think it's increased since then. But we've seen attacks in KwaZulu-Natal, Mpumalanga and Limpopo. There seems to be a pattern to these attacks. A group of armed men will use guns to stop a truck. They'll force the driver out of the vehicle, sometimes allow them to get their personal belongings and then set it alight. President Cyril Ramaphosa, the police minister, the transport minister have all condemned these attacks. The police minister, Becky Kele, is holding a big briefing about this later. We've been told a police task team is also working out, is working on finding out who is responsible. But it is not entirely clear why these trucks are being targeted, even though you'll have heard conversations on SAFM with people saying it's because some trucking companies employ foreign nationals as truck drivers. In other words, this is about employment and the feeling that foreign nationals are taking jobs from South Africans. Well, we're not entirely sure. So then what is happening and what can be done about it? I should tell you, normally we set the we set a mediated conversation in stone. We have our guests ready the night before. Today, because there have been developments over the last three hours, we've added several people to our conversation. First, you'll hear from the SAPS in Mpumalanga, their spokesperson, Brigadier Selvi Mokhlala. Then you'll hear from one of the unions representing drivers, Satau. Their Deputy General Secretary is Anele Kit. Then a truck driver himself, Freddie, as you know, Freddie the truck driver who phones in from time to time. We'll ask him how he's feeling this morning. Longisa Matandela is the uh, is the general manager for operations at the National Bargaining Council for the road freight and logistics industry. And then finally, to explain what is going on and what all of this means, Dr. Paul Nordengen is the director of Heavy Vehicle Transport Technology Africa. We start then with the latest in Mpumalanga and the police spokesperson there, Brigadier Selvi Mokhlala. Brigadier, good morning. What's happened so far this morning relating to truck attacks? Uh, good morning, uh, Stephen, and good morning to the listeners of SNFM. Uh, yes, indeed, um, it was uh, another unfortunate situation uh, this morning at around uh, uh, um, half past five uh, on the N2 between Peter Thief and uh, MLO, to be precise, uh, at the uh, police imprisonment of uh, Shipmore. Um, the information that we got uh, from the truck drivers when we were, spoke, when we were speaking to them uh, this morning, trying to find out in terms of what really transpired. Now uh, they don't come up with exactly uh, how this um, this happened. Uh, all of them, there's one common uh, thing that they said that uh, they were approached by a person who's uh, having a firearm uh, and then uh, stopped them, knocked on their windows, and then uh, uh, threatened to, to bend them inside if they don't get out get out of the trucks. And uh, one driver indeed indicated that he got out of the, of, of the truck without taking anything, without taking any belongings. And then his truck was his truck was the first one to be set alight. And then the other ones, they found that one painting, and then that's how uh, all of them they were approaching the same modus operandi. And then uh, uh, on the on the on one of the trucks that was uh, also coming from, because my uh, th- 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 three of the trucks that we that that we we we, we that have been banned, uh, the 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 alleged that they were coming from Richards Bay, uh, the other one had chrome, and then they go they were going towards the side of Emelo. And uh, there was a, a, a lady inside. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the age of the lady. Um, it seems like she was asleep on the bed of one of the trucks. And uh, when it was set alight, and uh, she uh, she bent uh, on on sure. on her feet, but uh, uh, she was taken to 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 hospital because there was a, a medical uh, mm. uh, I mean EMS vehicle uh, with us, and uh, they managed to take her to hospital. 
that's what you can confirm. But uh, three of them they've been uh, seriously bent, and then one it has been bent only in the in the in the in the seat within in the cabin of which they make four of the trucks. Uh, that's what happened this morning, unfortunately. And Brigadier, are you any closer to finding out who's responsible for this? I know it's difficult. Not yet. Uh, I must be honest with you, um, uh, because if you get uh, the stories that they give, uh, the other one, the first person who said uh, his truck was the first to be set alight, he said uh, he found two trucks that uh, were on the uh, on the side of the road. He thought there was an accident, and then suddenly he was approached by people that were coming from the bushes on the area that they were bent. It's a very deserted area. He's in the bushes on the on the on the on the area of Sheep Mall. So he said. Somebody came from, from, from the grass, the, the tall grass, and then approached him with a firearm, threatened to burn him, and that's when he, he ran. And those other ones that were coming in, they found that one bend, and they, what they do is they, they drove, before they bend it, they drove it uh, towards, towards the road and then uh, make it to take knife. And sure. um, when they bend it so that the other ones cannot be able to pass. That's the unfortunate situation. And unfortunately, for now, we have not arrested anyone, Stephen. It's very much difficult for us. In terms of our investigation, we'll try our level best as the police. Uh, uh, we hope that the community might be able to assist us because obviously there should be somebody who might have mm. seen these particular people. And for this one of today, it's worse because they say they are coming on, on, on foot. So we don't know where did they go to uh, immediately after that. Brigadier, thank you. Brigadier Selvi Mokhala from the SAPS in Mpumalanga. You with SAFM, your mediator conversation continues. Anele Kit is the Deputy General Secretary of the South African Transport and Allied Workers Union. Anele, good morning to you. The police are working on it. We see attack after attack. What do you believe is happening here? Good morning to you, Stephen, and your listeners. Um, as Sata has been consistent, that um, this matter is very worrisome. And of course, it really needs the attention of the police. We are happy uh, uh, with the spokesperson if uh, they are continuing with investigations. However, we are also concerned that um, in most cases, they only react when there's an incident, which to us, we believe that that's a problem because you can't set up a custom that needs to be addressing a particular issue and then you leave it only to bring it back when, when there's an incident. Um, as South African Transport and Allied Workers Union has been consistent, that um, one, although uh, there's a hullabaloo out there that South Africans are against the appointment of, of foreign nationals, but if you look at this incident and how they are coordinated at this point in time, we believe that uh, there's nothing much that is being done by intelligence of this country. Do you believe this is about the foreign nationals issue or could there be other elements to it, just criminality or something else entirely? No, uh, we believe that, yes, on, on, one, on, on one hand, uh, it, it can be about foreign nationals, but on, on the other hand, when you look on how now this matter is being uh, um, occurring, you can, you can start to think that there's economic sabotage here. Sure. Who would do that? That's the work of the intelligence to find out. And Nelly, you must also be worried for truck drivers. I mean, they're in a very vulnerable position. Of course, we have to be worried because we have members um, uh, in the road fight industry. And even if we didn't have members, but we can't continue to lose lives when people leave their homes to go to work and they are not known whether they will come back or not. Of course, we have to be worried.
Anele Kit, thank you. The Deputy General Secretary of the South African Transport and Allied Workers Union. Your mediated conversation continues here on SFM. Let's speak now to someone you know who's involved in this. Freddie is uh, the truck driver, Freddie the truck driver, who phones and speaks to us fairly regularly. Freddie, good morning. We all know you. We're a bit worried about you. You must be very scared. I'm a trucker. I'm here in the truck. I'm so scared. But I'm stuck between a hard place and a hard uh, rock. If I stay at home, what are my children going to eat? The bank is going to take the house. The bank is going to take the car. I have to be here. What is going on right now? The leaders, they are clueless. Did you hear what they say? They want to update us. How do you update a criminal to say, I'm coming for you, I've seen you where, where, I've seen you where there's a target, what, what, what. Now they're in the bush. Before you guys knew about the truck that was burning in, uh, in RTC8, I was trying to call SAFM on a uh, uh, service show. I'm in Cape Town, but I know what is going on in RTC8. I know what's going on in MLO. As a truck driver on our group, we know what is going on. We are being burned alive. And you don't see the agency. When you go to a truck stop, there's no, it doesn't look like we have got an emergency whereby even the truck stop owners, they don't even put security. It's just in and out, in and out. Every Tom, Dick and Harry can go in and go out. They can burn you while you're sleeping. As a truck driver, you'll be tired, SG. They know the issues. What is going on with the truck drivers? People have been paid. Because people are crying. This six months that has been put on. You remember uh, 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 the Minister of Transport, uh, uh, Mr. Fikile Mbalula? The other time he said, and he, I'm not coming to the tax bosses. He knows who it is scary. I'm from the tax industry. I was driving a taxi. And I, I developed to become a, a, a truck driver. Because you know the story. They tell you they are getting too much money that mm. the truck drivers are suffering. I'll give you an example. If you are to go to a company, a certain company in Harrismith, N5, there's a certain company there, a truck company. They are abusing the drivers. The drivers, they are getting peanuts. They are not registered. You look at the car park for the drivers. There is no shed. Come thunder, come sunshine. Your truck, your car is parked there. But you are making millions for these uh, 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 companies. Government, the companies, they need to come together and sort out this nonsense. Because even the government themselves, the public relations, the government of Zimbabwe need to be told, the government of Malawi, the sort out your issues, your petty issues. I see my president is going to Russia and sort out the issues. He can't even sort out the issue of the former president of, of, of Botswana. Mr. Ian Kama is here. He can't go to his home. They can't sort out that issue. He say, sort out your African issues. You remember the other guy in president, sure. what he sure. said? Sure. He said, our, our government is rot from head to toe. So, Was he lying? Yeah. So, Freddie, um, is this then about foreign nationals from what you're seeing on your truck driver groups? Is this about that? Uh, SG, where I am waiting right now, the company has made it sure. Even if I am to send you the application uh, form, there, it says South Africans only. But it doesn't mean when a foreign national, we have been given the papers by our government, the Home Affairs, to say you can work. 
what is that child supposed to do when he has been given the paper to say, you can work? And the bargain council is taking his money. The bank is allowing him to open the bank account. It's not his problem. And it's not my problem. I'm a tracker. I drive to the DRC. If I'm to send you a copy of my passport right now, I go to the DRC. I wouldn't want anyone to be messing around with a Zimbabwean or a Zambian. I, I, I am a free South African who can go to Mozambique and come back alive. But now, I have told my company, I'm no longer going to cross the border because what is happening, they are creating an environment that we cannot work. Sure. Freddie, the truck driver, thank you very much indeed. A very stark picture that he's painting for you of the problems facing truck drivers right now. 14 minutes to nine, the time. Continuing your mediated conversation around these attacks on trucks. Longisa Matandela is the General Manager for Operations at the National Bargaining Council for the Road, Freight and Logistics Industry. Longisa, good morning to you. There was supposed to be a task team that was set up involving the police, people from the industry. It was supposed to look into the problems and actually deal with them. Has that task team made any progress? Uh, good morning, uh, Stephen, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, before I go to the task team, we are also concerned as the argument council with the latest state of spending uh, of trucks. We are concerned for our companies that are or employer organizations that are part of the bargaining council as well as the employee representatives or organizations, trade unions who are concerned about the drivers who are affected. However, at this stage, we do not have the quantification of the damage from the companies through our employer organizations. Yes, indeed, Stephen, there was a task team that has been formed. I think it was formed a, a year ago, that task team. We are part of the task team. However, I should point out that we are not the leaders of the task team who are part of an interested uh, group or organization that provides inputs on what is transpiring at the task team. Uh, the task team, I think, could do better to fast track some of the tasks that have been there. For example, the tasks that we really uh, provide input on, there's a task about around amendment of the labor laws to protect citizens from unfair competition. That task particularly is to amend the labor migration policy and well as employment services that seeks to regulate and set limits on the number of foreign nationals that can be employed uh, in, the, in, in, the, in South Africa. So there's also a review of the cross-border road transport legislation. However, this task team is led by the Department of Transport, Department of Labor and Home Affairs. As I've said, we provide input. Mm. I think they should prospect these legislations because they could provide maybe a, a leeway around the issues of foreign nationals and actually regulate them as other countries are doing so in their respective jurisdictions. And Longisa, so, I'm, I'm sorry to yes. interrupt you, but it also seems to me, is there a bad relationship between drivers and employers in that industry, in this industry? I mean, is this part of the problem? No, Stephen, I'm not aware of any bad relationship. So remember, we are the regulator. Uh, of employee relations, employer and employee relationships, there isn't anything that has come to us that could even suggest that we are bad relationships. So far, as the bargaining council, we are managing well in the industry. There has not been anything that has been reported, even from our unions, which is uh, Satau, which has also spoken there before. There hasn't been any that could suggest that, that they have got any involvement in this. 
Lungisa, thank you. Lungisa Matandela is the General Manager for Operations at the National Bargaining Council for the Road Freight and Logistics Industry. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Well, continuing your mediated conversation this morning on the attacks we've seen on trucks. We can take a breath now and try and put together everything that we've heard so far. Dr. Paul Nudenken is the Director of Heavy Vehicle Transport Technology Africa. Dr. Nudenken, good morning and thank you for your time. Uh, good morning, Stephen and, and the listeners. Um, thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm actually sitting at the SA Transport Conference this week in Pretoria, and a number of challenges have been raised. Sessions, you know, regarding road and road and and transport. But what's happening now, Doctor Nordenkamp? I'm sorry, we we can hardly hear you, unfortunately. Uh, let's just see if we're able to get you on a stronger line. As you say, you've been at a conference all week, and I know that that can mean that people are moving around to a large extent. Let's see if we're able to just get uh, our final guest in this mediated conversation on a better line. In fact, he's there now, Doctor Nordenkamp. Thank you. I think that line will be better now. You were talking can about you? the challenges coming up at the national at the Southern African Transport Conference. Yes, can you hear me okay now? Yes, go for it. Okay. Yeah, and that just what, as I was going to say, that what's happening in the last few days is absolutely critical compared to all these other challenges we've been talking about. And it's just totally, totally unacceptable. Um, but the, so the speakers that have been uh, talking in the last half an hour have made some very valid points. But I'd just like to start with the track. We, we, we sleep at night and we, 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 we sleep in our bed. On the 24/7 moving freight, it's really difficult. Hi. All right. We're battling, I'm afraid, to hear our final guest uh, in this conversation. Uh, very difficult, in fact, uh, to hear him. We're going to just try and see if we can manage another way. I do apologize for this. Uh, it was, as I thought it would be, a slightly chaotic mediated conversation because we added so, so many guests at the last minute because of the developments we'd seen in Mpumalanga and in other places. But let's just see if we're able to uh, continue the conversation in a better way and uh, able to make sure that you're actually able to hear our guests. I think that uh, Dr. Nudenkin was about to talk about the plight facing our truckers and how difficult life is uh, for them because of course uh, that is one of the issues that we need to look at uh, as well and just try and get an understanding of what life is like for them we heard from freddie the truck driver on this just a moment ago and of course there are so many different things that come out of this one of the key questions is how difficult is it to actually keep uh, people safe to keep people who are on our roads safe and how difficult that actually is. So that's one of the conversations that I think we need to have here in our mediated conversation because policing, that is very, very difficult, as you know. So, yeah, let's see. I think he's back with us now. All right, Dr. Nunnikin, third time is the yes. charm. All right, that sounds better. You were talking about the drivers. Yeah, it's just that, you know, they, they're at very high risk now. It's just very unfortunate. And, and I mean, they, they, what, they are what keeping the economy going. These truck drivers driving day in and day out, moving the freight. Um, so it's really um, unfortunate that they have to be put to this um, risk. Um, I mean, one of the ways that, that companies can mitigate it is uh, by these using social media and communicating. I'm, I'm on a couple of these groups, and they can hear very quickly uh, if there's a, an incident, whether it's uh, these attacks or a lane closure due to a, cr- a crash or protest action. And, uh, you know, coming on to the, the, the responsibility of the police, you know, with these social media groups, you hear very quickly uh, if something's happening, whether it's uh, an attack or so. So 
I really believe that the police need to be using the intelligence to react to these uh, incidents as quickly as possible. Um, and, and besides that, someone else mentioned about in just in simple intelligence to the, the, the best thing is to, to actually prevent it from happening. And it's absolutely critical now that the, the police and the, the investigators find out, find out who is uh, responsible for this and, and get on, you know, find out that they can prevent these things from happening. And then, and then finally, you know, to um, actually follow up afterwards. And, and these people have got to be brought to book, prosecuted. Otherwise, it's just going to have such a big impact on the economy. And, you know, on our major corridors, we have freight moving 24-7. It like, makes me think of a sausage machine. If you travel on these <clears throat> corridors, it's just a continuous line of trucks. And we don't even know what's in those trucks, but it's, it's just a complete variation of a variety of goods from milk to fuel to cars to groceries and, and clothes. That rely, we rely that when we go to the shops, those, those products are there for us to buy. So and it's it's absolutely important. The issue of foreign nationals, is there a big competitive advantage for a South African truck company to employ a foreign national to drive a truck that will not leave South Africa? You know, I have my own views on this, and I believe if you look at around the world, uh, company uh, countries' economies grow when you have cross-pollination and different nationals that you get this mix of people who can add a value to the economy and, and help it to grow. Um, obviously, the, the paperwork needs to be done. The people who are working here must be legally uh, uh, allowed to work here. They must have all the paperwork done. But um, it's just unfortunate that a lot of these, um, I mean, I know a lot of foreigners who are working at universities and, and different companies, and they contribute significantly to the, to the country, to the country's economy. So, <clears throat> but that's my own opinion. And I realize that there are, there are political issues around that. But I, I believe that, um, well, I don't know, you know, the, the first uh, uh, burning of trucks was about two years ago at, at the Moy River toll plaza, if you remember. And, and certainly some of these burnings over the last two years have been uh, related to foreign nationals, to drivers. But I'm not sure what's in this last few days, whether that's the main reason or, as you said earlier, whether there are other and maybe political agendas that people are trying to make a point. Because obviously, find, you know, closing down the major corridors is, is, a, is a very powerful way of making a statement, but it's very destructive. Are there things trucking companies can do to respond to keep their drivers safe? I mean, could we start to see trucks moving in convoys with armed guards? And yet, as you point out, they're trucks moving all the time. I mean, they'll all yeah. be in convoys. It's, I think it's very difficult, you know. I mean, someone was talking earlier about, well, I don't know when it was earlier today, about, you know, having um, armed guards, you know, uh, escorting trucks, but there are just thousands and thousands and thousands of trucks on the roads. Um, and even the social media groups, they, they can work, you know, once an incident has happened, you can then, you know, inform other drivers, but to actually stop it from happening, it's very difficult for companies, um, you know. I mean, it just happens suddenly. Um, you know, as, a, as someone was saying, you know, people come on the road, they throw rocks on the road or so, and then come with weapons. Um, it, we have to rely on the police to, to put an end to this. Um, the, 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 the only thing that companies can do, and they have very good uh, communication systems, is to warn 
drivers. But as I say, that doesn't help the first few that are involved. We have what's called a just-in-time delivery system, your sausage machine that you referred to. People need goods literally minute by minute. I can go on a website now and I can find out, I don't know, how many soccer balls there are left at a particular branch of a sporting (laughs) store in Santon. If we have these kind of attacks, could that entire system start to be disrupted? I mean, could we start to see a shortage of, of, of goods in Gauteng? Absolutely. I mean, there are must be thousands of examples, but I know that the Toyota assembly plant in uh, in Durban has a just-in-time um, uh, policy, so that the, a lot of the parts that are manufactured in Gauteng are delivered to the, pr- the assembly plant in Prospecton, and they have a it's a ridiculous window of, of plus or minus half an hour, and because the, those parts go more or less straight onto the assembly line, they don't go in, on shelves. So these are the kind of things that we have. I know there's another really good example of <laughs> a well-known um, dairy in Gauteng that used to have cows uh, on their big farm. <clears throat> and they found, I don't know how many years ago, but the cows actually do much better down in KZN, Moy River area. So in fact, every single day, cows are milked in Moy River and milk is transported to the dairy <clears throat> just off the N1 in Johannesburg. So, and those trucks are, are transporting fresh milk every day to serve consumers in, in Johannesburg. And I say that's just one example. We don't realize the importance of these corridors for moving freight on a daily basis. And, and as you say, that it can, you know, it's small, it's small incremental impacts, but ultimately if we have this sort of thing happening, it's going to affect the cost of goods for the consumer. Dr. Paul Nordenkhan, thank you, Director of Heavy Vehicle Transport Technology Africa, bringing an end to your mediated conversation this morning. My thanks also to Lungasani Matandela, the General Manager for Operations at the National Bargaining Council for the road freight and logistics industry. Also, of course, to Freddie, the truck driver. Freddie, thank you for your contribution. I do appreciate it. The Deputy General Secretary of the South African Transport and Allied Workers Union, Anele Kitt, and then starting us off today with the latest on what's happened in Mpumalanga from the SAPS Brigadier Selvi Mokhlala.